What's up, what's up, everybody? This is your man, D. Green, better known as the Northside Schwab, coming at you tonight. Man, welcome to the first episode of the Sports Talk with the Northside Schwab. I am D. Green, better known as Dre Green, also a half member from the Green and Gold Show. You are tuning into this new feature podcast of mine. This is my individual first piece of work that I'm doing. And so, you know, this is one of my babies that I'm a toy with and just, you know, not play around with, hone my skills at, and I hope you guys enjoy, man. Uh, a little bit about me with this show is more just sports strictly. It's going to be a lot of sports talk, conversations, topics, events, current things that are going on in the world of sports, man. Uh, just being myself an athlete, uh, played football all my life, ran track, played basketball, did those type of sports, you know, just – just bringing my perspective to the to to the world of sports, I love it, man. And kind of where I got the name from, Northside Schwab, uh, a good friend of mine's dad used to always call me that, man, because I would just always interrupt his him and my dad's conversations with facts and numbers and knowing players and where they went to college and their statistics and stuff. So you know that that kind of became a a fad of mine, you know, I wouldn't say a fad, but just a great interest of mine. You know, my mother, I can remember my mother buying me my first uh, sports encyclopedia when I was 10 and just learning statistics and numbers. And me and one of my close friends, shout out Coach Rollis, uh, my boy Nick Rollis, man, coaching for the Minnesota Vikings right now. But when we were young, middle school, man, that's all we knew and that's all we loved was just to learn the facts about the game, especially football. But learn the ins and outs about the game and know about players and and kind of just everything about them. You could you could call us, us a mini scout. <laughs> you could you could call us a mini scout at that young age, man. So, you know, tune into this. I hope this uh airs. I hope this goes live. I mean, I I hope, you know, the numbers increase, but you know, I'm not just doing it for that. I'm I'm doing it to get better in the broadcast field and I hope this is something that turns out to be great. You know, uh, I've been blessed with the opportunity to be uh, have another podcast, which is the Green and Gold Show. If you haven't checked it out, it's with my boy Glenn Golden, uh, also radio personality for Camo J Radios here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so we, we got a couple projects going on as well as my vlog that's airing starting this Sunday night. And so, you know. Uh, all of these things that I'm doing are just trying to hone my craft at it and get better. And th- th- this is how the Stephen A's of the world and the Stuart Scotts and the Ryan Clarks and, and those type of guys, Steve Wycheck, Bucky Brooks, those type of guys got started in this game. And so I'm just trying to be my own man, Bamani Jones, you name it. You know, I, I look up to all those guys as role models and things of that nature. So. I'm gonna get right into it, man. Let's, you, you know, we're gonna have to start off first and foremost with this uh, NBA finals. You know, it, 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 this has turned into some mayhem. You know, I'm, I'm a Warriors fan. I will admit, I, I did jump on the bandwagon a couple years, but I will say, before I was a Warriors fan, I wasn't a diehard, but I was a faithful Spurs fan for eight years. And what's so funny about that is that's where I'm torn at. You know, I. I enjoy watching the play of Kawhi Leonard. He's a great player. I would definitely put him in the top five in the NBA right now. Um, so what happened is, you know, really when when those when the Spurs broke up, Tim Duncan retired, and and kind of the the way the organization of the Spurs handled their situation with Kawhi kind of made me part ways as being a fan of them. But 
I should have just rolled with Kawhi and been a Raptors fan, I guess. But I do admire the Warriors' chemistry and the way they play the game of basketball. You know, Steph is definitely one of my top three favorite players in the NBA. And, and you know, I enjoy the the play of uh, Draymond Green. You know, a lot of people don't like his tenacity, his his uh, energy, his attitude, but I think it's needed. You know, I call Draymond Green the Dennis Rodman for the Warriors. The Dennis Rodman, you know, how Dennis Rodman was for the Bulls in the 90s. I say the same thing about Draymond Green. I believe that if they do not have him on their team, they don't win maybe one or two of those championships. And that's just my opinion. You know, you you can beg to differ, but I believe that if they don't have him, they, they don't gel right. He, he does – the dirty work he does this hidden stuff and he he's he's pretty much to me the glue of that team even though they do need KD and Klay Thompson Draymond Green is a much needed part but uh let's get right into it man the Warriors lost tonight game four tonight out in Golden State Oracle Arena uh final score was 105 to 92 and you know it was the whole game you know pretty much it was a it was an up and down game but uh, I would say coming out of that third quarter where the, the Warriors usually turn the, turn the heat up, man, it was more of the Raptors' third quarter than it was the Warriors. And uh, to, to read off some statistics um, here, Kawhi Leonard finished with 36 points. He was 11 for 22 from the field, 9 of 9 from the free throw line, and had 12 rebounds as well to go on with that, and two assists and four steals. And, just looking at that, just looking at that uh, that stat line right there, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. You could tell Kawhi was trying to attack the middle of the court, trying to get into the to the, to the the body of the heart of, sort of say, the heart of the Warriors defense, and it definitely worked. And uh, to just go look in on the other side of things real quick, uh, look at uh, what Steph finished with. You know, he had 47 the other night. He finished with 27 tonight. And, he, he had one of those uh, pretty bad shooting night. He was 9 for 22 from the field, 2 of 9 from the three-point line, and a 7 for 8 from the free throw line, and finished with only six assists and four rebounds. And so, you know, looking at this stat line, man, going into game five in, in uh, <laughs> Jurassic World, man, you know, it's going to be tough. I know my boy Drizzy going to be gassed up, man. They got a chance to, to, to make history in their city, you know, and so – I, for my Warriors, we, we need everybody on deck. You know, we need Kevin Durant back. We need Klay Thompson healthy. We need a healthy Boogie Cousins as well. We need everybody, every effort, no missed shots. You know, in my opinion, if I'm Steve Kerr, y'all going, we getting in Toronto. We're, we, we Matter of fact, we showering, we, we on the plane right now. We get in Toronto by 7, 8 in the morning, and we having a shooting around at 10 in the morning. And we ain't leaving the gym till three. We gonna have a five five hour shoot around, and we just gonna we're gonna do the dang thing, man. I just think that the Warriors have to click on all cylinders for them to, you know, win one game. You know, like Bron said in his more than an athlete documentary, he you know he kept saying after they lost game four, one game, one game. You know, they were down three one in 2016 to this same Warrior team, and so. He said one game. He kept saying one game, one game, and so that's what it. That's that's all it takes, you know. It's one game, and Brian and Brian is like, if 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 Brian can do it by himself, the Warriors, who how strong they are, and everybody making them out to be a great super team, in which they are in their right respect, they've created a dynasty out there in the North California area, 
And so, you know, I believe they can do it. They just have to click on all cylinders, and we've seen them do it before. Let's not forget, they were very battle-tested versus the Rockets these past two Western Conference Finals. They were battle-tested back when Kevin Durant played for Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook. So they've they been through some, some tasks, but this is one, to say the least, that this is going to be a tough battle to climb, man. I mean... Uh, as Charles Barkley and, and Stephen A. Smith say and all those other analysts and reporters, you know what you're going to expect from the Raptors as far as a Kawhi Leonard. If beat, bruised, 20%, 30%, 70% healthy, Kawhi Leonard's going to give you his all. He's going he's gonna to find a way to get through the game. He's going to find a way to knock his shots down. And, and, and what happens with the Raptors is a lot of those other guys, they play off his energy. You know, he they, they've been getting a great effort from Danny Green. I mean, Shoot, I didn't know Danny Green had this in him. I ain't seen Danny Green play this good since he was in the Spurs uniform. So, you know, Kyle Lowry, I think, is very hungry for this championship as well. He's been around this organization. He's the heart of this organization because he's been the the one that's been the staple who's been there the longest. And so he, he really knows what a championship would do bringing it to the Raptors. The, the, the other Raptors do know that too, but he really knows that that he really knows going into game five what – what is at stake? You know, they're in their home court. This is this is it for the, the, the these uh Raptors, you know, as far as a, a moment to see something greater and will last longer than some of them will ever even live, you know. And so I think they got the they, they got the recipe as well, you know. I'm not gonna be biased, you know. Being a sports reporter, I I can't be biased because I, I you know, enjoy my team's presence and just want to see them win but you know this is this is going to be a tough battle and i i to make a game five prediction you know i'm not going to make that right now due to the fact that we also are going to air my show every night it might be a different time i do apologize i did write in my instagram it'll be 11 p.m central it's going to fluctuate i will always just keep you guys posted and see what time i will record but it'll fluctuate but due to the fact that we will post every night i will have a prediction for you uh, Sunday night after my show Sunday night, but it's gonna be a tough battle to say the least, man. Uh, the effort they getting from Fan, Fred Van Fleet out of Wichita State, by way of Rockford, Illinois, man, it's 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 just it's incredible, man. Shout out my boy Shayla Burnell, man, from Rockford, Illinois, man, my dog down there at Southwest Minnesota State with me, a good cornerback, man. Look for that man to come out in two years, man, a sleeper, a sleeper, sleeper, but uh. Fred Van Fleet, man, he had a he had just his energy. He didn't have a lot of points as he usually does coming off the bench for them, but just his energy and his presence. You know, being a playmaker, taking taking a brutal foul from uh, Sean Livingston tonight, which is very gruesome, but getting stitched up, man, just that effort. That's you know that passion, that dog. It shows that these Raptors really want this. And I was just sitting here watching the game with my family, and I could tell, you know, that. The Warriors, they weren't all into it tonight, man. They, I, I felt a lack of giving up spirit, and you you rarely see that. You rarely see that from a Steve Kerr coach team. You rarely see that from the Warriors, period. So, man, uh, I, I just hope that we can battle back and, and fight through this. You know, Kevin Durant, I hope, can come back and be healthy and, you know, definitely give us that spark because, like I said, all hands is on deck, and he's going to have to come back with a 30-point game, nothing less. I mean, we you can't afford nothing less. There, There is no time. This is do or die. You lose this game, it's over. Uh, so I just hope that the Warriors uh, find a way to make it interesting. Like I said, I'm not going to make a pick right now, but uh, 
we we gonna we gonna definitely talk about it and going into tomorrow's episode and furthermore let's go into our next topic man uh i want to i want to talk a little bit about uh some recent news real real quick headliner that was in the news yesterday uh Carson Wentz getting a four-year extension with the Eagles worth 128 million, with a guaranteed 107.9 million. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money, man. Uh, is the guy worth it? Definitely, rightfully, he's respect his way to you know, for his ACL injury, uh, two years ago he was he was definitely gonna be the MVP of the NFL, no doubt in my mind. I believe that, uh, but um. 2017 I definitely believe he would have been MVP but um now with no backup Nick Foles you know he's gotta he's gotta live up to that paycheck man you know he gotta make them checks count because I think the Eagles investing in him like that shows that they really put their trust in him and and they're not turning they're not turning around you know they don't they don't have no backup option I don't know if they drafted I have to look into that a little bit furthermore I don't know if they drafted a a backup in the in the draft this year, but you know, putting a hundred and seven million guaranteed into one player who's been battle tested with knee injury, you know, that's hard. I know I haven't never torn an ACL, but I know players who've come back from it, or even more so, who who have had similar injuries where it, it affects them, and then, you know, you really don't come back the same. A, a prime example for me is I think about Tyron Matthew. Uh, tearing his ACL a couple years ago with the Cardinals and then a year and a half later into the next season right when the Cardinals were about to stir things up in 20, 2015 and get ready to make a huge run and end up losing to the uh, Carolina Panthers in the FC Championship in 2016 he tears his ACL against the Eagles I want to say in the regular season right before the playoffs start which is crazy ironic that we're talking about the Eagles but uh, yeah so those type of injuries, you know, it <laughs> you putting a lot of money in it, man. He's he's got to back it up, and you got to keep that guy healthy on the field. That's it's a lot of money, man. I, me myself, uh, being that he's a young player still, he's twenty six. He he's worth the money. Just keeping him upright is the thing. So I hope the I know the Eagles made a lot of free agent moves. They 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 went and got a couple of old linemen in the draft, which will help their roster out. So just keeping that guy healthy, and and they got weapons. The Eagles have weapons, man. You know. They got a great backfield. They got a a, a great receiving core, and they, and they're only getting stronger, man. Uh, Zach Ertz out there at tight end, and so I, I believe Jason Peters is coming back at left tackle. So, and Lane Johnson. So they got they got the 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 exterior on the old line. It's just keeping that man upright and keeping him healthy. And in my eyes, I think the Eagles can make a run. You know, the NFC East is a is a wide open division this year with everything that has been tossed up the free agency changes and things like that i do like the washington redskins i'm just a big Dwayne haskins fan myself so i like Dwayne haskins game i think he's gonna be a great rookie i think the giants did a terrible job of scouting i think they did a terrible job of evaluating and and not making the right call right there but i mean i guess that's that's what the nfl is you go with the guy that you think fits your organization the best and you roll with it i mean me myself, uh, there's no way in hell I'm passing up on the way in Haskins versus uh, who did they take? Who did they, uh, Daniel Jones from Duke? Yeah, there's no way in hell I pass up on the way in Haskins. The man threw for 50 touchdowns in the Big Ten in one season. Only threw seven or eight, seven or eight interceptions in that season. Was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year as well. Took the 
Ohio State to the Big Ten Championship, won that, and won the Rose Bowl in one year. Come on now. He's playing in the Big Ten. Daniel Jones is playing in the ACC. Those conferences do respect themselves and have their respect competition. But Dwayne Haskins waited his opportunity for two years with JT Barrett at the helm. And so he he did what he was supposed to do. You, you could tell that this kid prepared for his chance and his opportunity, and he maximized it. And being that he's from New Jersey originally, you know, you would think that New York would want somebody that loved their organization, grew up watching them, and, and would love to play for them. But then you wouldn't think that he would go into your division. So I think that kind of double double screwed them because now you're going to have to face this guy twice a year for the next five, ten years. And so uh, I think the Redskins will definitely have some up-and-coming talent. They'll be good. I think the Cowboys, they, they handle their situation with just cleaning up some off-the-field issues and some – financial things they'll be good the Cowboys are always the Cowboys they they just they just have to put all the pieces together in my eyes I'm I'm not a big Cowboys hater I I, I could be but I'm not I'm not one of the people like man America's team I hate the Cowboys I hate the Patriots I'm not one of those dudes but I, I just think that the Cowboys have a lot of issues just being that they're ran by Jerry Jones so that kind of affects them but if they can figure out who they are as a team like they did a couple years ago, they'll be right. They have arguably, to me, uh, top two, top three running back in the league. In my eyes, they have a, a great offensive line when all healthy. They have some weapons now on the outside. Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin, they got speed. Uh, they got Jason Witten, who can – help just be a big mentor to the tight end group and they got a great defense they went and drafted some more guys underrated linebacker core they got demarcus lawrence on the outside just paid him some money so you know they got a good team man they got to figure it all out as of for the giants like i said there's not even a, there's not even much conversation to say you get rid of you get rid of an iconic legendary one in, once in a lifetime player in obj who's one of my favorite players top four top three favorite players in the league there's no way. So, I mean, there, there's not much for me to talk about with the Giants. And and that's that, man. So, the NFC East is, to me, wide open. Uh, a little bit, let's talk about the AFC North a little bit. My division, being that I am a Steelers fan, I, I want to get that in there a little bit. Uh, I, I think going into this year, people thought I would feel such a way with just all of the transactions that's been happening and and going on in the NFL with OBJ going to the Cleveland, Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram going to the Ravens, you know, us losing AB, us losing Le'Veon Bell. But like I've told a lot of my friends, man, I feel more comfortable than ever being a Steeler fan this year. You know, you do have great teams in your division. Every year the Baltimore Ravens are, are one of the best teams in the league, let alone the AFC North. But – you know they still gotta play, and they gotta they gotta play us, and they still gotta face us, and they will have obstacles, just like we will, and so will the Cleveland Browns. Like Deion Sanders, I quote the great primetime. He said, uh, right uh, after that OBJ trade happened, they have one football to throw to five or six different playmakers out in that field now, and you have dudes with attitudes and prima donna spirits that could be built inside them. That is it's not gonna just be peaches and cream. You know, you have a you have a quarterback who has a chip on his shoulder attitude and rightfully so. And I love I love Baker Mayfield. I love his game. I love his mentality. He reminds me of my boy Johnny Manziel a little bit. I love Johnny Manziel. 
But you got to be able to have a quarterback that can understand OBJ, understand Jarvis Landry. You have Nick Chubb in the backfield. You have Kareem Hunt after eight games in the backfield. You have David Njuku at tight end. And so you got weapons now, man. And you you got to be able to feed everybody. They're all playing. For, they all they all trying to feed their family with their contracts. Everybody don't got the same contract as OBJ. Everybody ain't got the same contract as Jarvis Landry. So people are playing for contract extensions. People are playing for bonuses off of touchdowns. Everything is in their clauses and in their contracts. You have to find a way to feed all these dudes. And if the Browns cannot do that, then we'll be sitting here in late December talking about this conversation I had here on June 7th. I just don't think that my Steelers are just that far out of it where people can just say, oh, hand the division over to the Browns hand the division over to the Ravens. The Ravens, to me, are better than the Browns right now. I mean, in my eyes. They're proven. They've been to the playoffs. The Browns haven't got over that hump. Yes, they're talented. Yes, they're great on paper. Hell, yeah, they're probably greater than 30 teams out of the, in the NFL on paper. But, come on, man, we still have to play. This isn't Madden. We're not playing Madden here. We're playing actual football, 11-on-11, real grown men playing games in real life at real speed and if anybody's been to an NFL practice NFL game on the sideline I've been blessed and honored to be on the field during pregame and I see how fast these guys move when they really want to they're moving this ain't peewee football where everybody gets a pouch and fruit snacks after the game this ain't for shits and giggles this is checkbooks and bottom line as my boy Kevin Garnett would say so people just have to you know put fantasy type of things away when you're dealing with real life and factual based things like I said they look great on paper but in my eyes it's still some chance for us to be there and, and do better than them uh, I'm not going to go into <coughs> excuse me I'm not going to go into all the divisions I just want to talk one more division and I have to show love because all my roommates who I stay with back in Marshall two of them were NFC South uh, teams, one being Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we all know the New Orleans Saints. Me, myself, I am a Steelers fan, but one of my favorite players and has been for a long time on and off the field is Cam Newton. And like I keep telling both of my boys, the Panthers will be better this year. They will be way better. You know, not just because of the addition of Jeremy McCorley right here this past week. But I think you really got a healthy Cam Newton, which you haven't had since they went to the Super Bowl. And in 2016, when they won, when they went to the Super Bowl, excuse me, when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Broncos, but when Cam won the MVP that year, there was nobody that could mess with Cam Newton. I mean, the guy's 6'5", he's 240, 250. He runs a 4'5". He could throw the ball. He could spin it around. He's never – he to me, Cam's been like a LeBron on a young Cleveland team when LeBron was young where he really didn't have a lot of weapons behind him. Now the, now the Panthers are giving him weapons. You know, you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You have DJ Moore, a receiver. You have Torrey Smith, I believe, a receiver. They drafted a couple guys this year. They got Curtis Samuel, who's a future running back and receiver from Ohio State. But 
you got weapons. Still got Greg Olson. You got a better defense. The Panthers will be good. Now, the Falcons, on the other hand, I think they're a decent team. I don't believe that they're um, right there behind the, the Saints. I would put... I would put it where it would be the Saints and the Panthers, a Falcons tie, and the Bucks are still right there at the fourth. Bucks to me, they 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 they're on the rise. They have a great they have a great coach finally. I feel like how they did Lovey Smith was wrong, but they have a they have a good coach in Bruce Arians. Being that I know Bruce Arians personally from being a Steelers coach, that's a good thing. And so uh, I think that. Bruce Arians would definitely turn around that team quickly with his leadership and his no nonsense and he he's going to bring he's going to bring the fans back in the seats. He's going to sell tickets offensively. They have they made a great career move getting Devin White with the 5th pick in the draft this year. So they 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 got a lot of hope going for them, but they they're to me they're a couple years away from even tasting the playoffs in my eyes. You know, we being a reporter, being in the media business, you, you, you're going to get answers wrong. A lot of media, broadcaster Stephen A., you name it, uh, Coward, Cohart, uh, whatever his name is, uh, you know, all of these people, people on NFL Network, we, they all get it messed up. So, you know, but I just, I, that's just my opinion. You know, my opinion is the Bucks don't get there that far this year. I see the Saints being good as usual. I mean, you have Drew Brees. You know, you have Drew Brees, you have Michael Thomas, you have Alvin Kamara. Will they be as good? I don't know. That one-two punch was deadly with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. You know, you had a, a mixture of, like, whoa, that old school, uh, that old school uh, Ron Dane and Tiki Barber, you know, Lightning or Brandon Jacobs, Tiki Barber, you know. Thunder and Lightning, and so I think they're going to miss that, you know, Mark Ingram going to the Ravens, but I think that the Saints will be probably 11-5, and 12-4. I see the Falcons and the Panthers, one of those two being 10-6, the other one being 9-7, and seven. and then I do see the Bucks winning seven games. They're going set, they'll go 7-9 and nine this year. They'll, they'll get over the hump of how many games I either won, what, four or five last year? I'm not really looking at my. I'll look it up here right now. Uh, they went. Uh, let's see what they went last year. I just think that they're they you know young. They still Jameis Winston is still young and he's still making off the field issues. But this is his make or break year. He has no choice. He has a quarterback guru in Bruce Arians. He has the weapons he needs. He has no choice. But to, to but to be a, uh, better than he was last year, his interception touchdown ratio must go be, be better. Um, they were five and eleven. The Falcons and the Panthers were seven and nine, and the Saints were thirteen and three. I see the Bucks going seven and nine. I see the other two, one going ten and seven, the one going nine and ten and six, one going nine and seven. And I do see the the Saints going twelve and twelve and four. 11 and 5 this year. I just think they get one more two, one or two more losses than they did last year. Um like I said, man, we're going I'm going to dive into a lot of stuff. I don't want to get too far in depth of overviews and forecasts for this upcoming season, but I love football, so I will talk about it the most and you know, I I 
keep those conversations live, man. Uh, you know, this show is definitely going to be featuring a lot. I love college football the most, so I definitely will talk about that as we get closer to media days. And I love SEC media days because I, I can sniff football around the corner. Being this is my senior year, I'm going all out, man. You know, I get excited, you know, when football is around the corner. You can smell it. You, you enjoy it. And it's just a fun time. And, um... So we're gonna talk about a lot from far from that to soccer. Soccer's my another favorite. Baseball, my twins. The twins, I believe, are the number one team in the AL MLB, and so they're doing well right now. You got WNBA. I'm a big Lynx fan. I support women basketball. I support women sports. Period. Women, women make a huge difference in our society, and you never can count women out. Women, women are what make us as men. You know. Women, women, women's voices, women's abilities matter too. So, you know, I'll definitely talk about that or college basketball or even high school stuff. I'm big into high school recruiting, football, basketball, all of it, man. I know the process. I, I'm enjoying it myself being an athlete. And so I look forward to this show just being something great, a good turnout, man, wisdom, knowledge, and you guys just give me feedback, what you want to hear as far as the sports talk show, what you want me to discuss, debate, you know, I'll go into all of that, man. I just want to, you know, give it, get a little taste of, you know, my, my style, my flavor coming on here. I, I, I admire Stephen A. the most, I would say, and some, some other guys and just take away from how they talk about sports and debate it and and you got to keep it factual because if you if you can't prove facts then your opinion really doesn't matter to me you know that that's the truth though you can have an opinion but you got to have facts that behind back it up and so i look forward to it man uh we're gonna do this thing tomorrow night i can't promise directly what time but tune in man tomorrow night i'm gonna have second episode of sports talk with this with the north side swap let me say that again because I got to get a little water in me. I'm getting a little tired. It's midnight, literally, out here Central Time. We're going to have the sports talk with the Northside Schwab tomorrow night, man. Tune in. As my boy Nipsey always says, man, speak those things into the universe and they shall appear, man. It's also Romans 4.17 in the Bible, man. Believe what you want. Go get it. And like my boy Kyler Murray said, work your ass off and everything else will be given to you. Have faith in God, number one. Work your ass off, number two. Everything else shall be given to you. Peace and love, America. Peace and love.